try not to spend too much time on these. I think it'll be better if I make kind of like a part two if I go back and listen to this and I realize that I left something out. So we're going to call this one The Protector. Um, and The Protector uh, in my life is one of my sisters. Um, and I'm going to tell you a quick story of why I label her The Protector. When we were growing up, um, we used to get off the bus, um, and we would get home, and some nights my mom wouldn't be there when we got home, so we always knew the protocol, like, go inside, use our key, unlock the door, and wait for her to get home. That's just kind of how it went. Um, we weren't old enough to have cell phones, which was kind of, uh, vital in this situation. Um, my sister had been informed that <laughs> some people were going around to people's houses and checking to see if there were any underage kids home and basically taking them to DCF or child services, whatever it's called, I'm not sure. Like, when you think about this, like, when you're younger, um, in elementary school, it seems like something like this could happen, but for people to be randomly going to someone's house looking for underage kids, it's kind of highly unlikely. But anyway, just, just think about this as an elementary school kid. Um, she was freaked out and she didn't want anybody taking her and she didn't want anybody taking her brothers. Like it was simple as, simple as that. And that's where she kind of gets this title, the protector. So when we get off the bus, she convinces us, um, and she's so paranoid, but she convinces us that we need to go to the neighbor's house because they're adults and we need to be around some adults and we cannot have these people come and get us. So, um, I don't know how we give in, but Denzel and I both give in to what she's saying and her being paranoid. And we go to the neighbor's house. We go to the neighbor's house, knock on the door, explain the situation to them, and they welcome us with open arms like we go in there like it's nothing. Um, and these people are so nice, by the way, and this is basically our first time really meeting them, but these people are so nice. They have a TV. They're letting us watch TV and stuff. Like, we're sitting on their couch. Um, we didn't have our mom's phone number, I don't believe, either, so we couldn't call her. Um, so what we did was, and this is probably being me as a, a smart kid at a young age, who knows, but what we did was we left my mom a note. So we left her a note on the door so that when she got home, like she would know, like everything's okay. We're at the neighbor's house. Like we're good. So we're at the neighbor's house watching TV, having a good old time. And my mom gets home, um, obviously freaked out because her three kids are at the neighbor's house who she doesn't even know that well. Um, but she comes, she comes home and sprints over to the neighbor's house to come and check on us, make sure we're good, um, and everything like that. So she comes in, um, we're fine. Like we just ate Burger King or whatever. Um, She's all freaked out, but the neighbors reassure her that everything's fine, and she takes us back home and <laughs> basically snaps, like, you guys need to never do that again, and blah, 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 and everything like that, and 
this is where we kind of take Michelle's side and we're just like we're so sorry like we were just a little nervous but at the end of the day Michelle almost forced us to go over there um, we didn't tell my mom that but she almost forced us to go over there and like I said that's why I call her the protector because to this day Michelle will do anything she has to do to protect herself and her siblings at the end of the day and I love her so much for that and I don't talk to my sister much so it's one of the big reasons of uh putting her I guess episode you can call this out first like I love my sister so so much and we don't have a whole lot in common which is mainly why we don't talk too too much but the one thing that we do have in common is a crazy drive and I know that because she I'm pretty sure she got a job before any of us did and that's crazy with me being two years older than her but when I was in school I just kind of focused on my grades and I wanted to play sports and my mom always thought that was enough so when my sister got kind of tired of playing sports and everything she got a job at McDonald's and I have never seen somebody work so hard like to this day I tell my sister that if she would have stayed at McDonald's, she probably would have owned a couple McDonald's right now because that's how crazy her work ethic was. Like, she just loved to work and she was really good at her job. And she will tell you this, like, as long as you don't mess with her money, like, she's going to be a good employee. Simple as that. Simple as that. And to this day, I just recently talked to my sister. Um, she's got a way better job now and she's killing it there and she's finally found a boss that realizes her hard work and co-workers and everything like that that realize her hard work and I don't think she's going to be leaving anytime soon and she's just going to go up and up and up from there because her work ethic is crazy like that's one thing like I said we have in common like we are very hard workers and as long as for her you don't fool around with her money like you're good to go um but yeah, all else I have to say is like, she's such a strong person. She does such a good job taking care of her kids. And she is just a very, very hard worker. And I love her so, so much. And I know I don't tell her that that often. And I know we don't get to see each other that often, but I love her so, so much. Um, love you, sis. Bye. Thanks for listening.